Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents. Our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. And I'm Erin Mitchell. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to turn passive-aggressive communication in parenting-partner relationships into moments of connection. It's going to be magic. It's like magic, <laughs> right? I Sure. I think I was just thinking how often and how common passive-aggressive communication, which I think we use yeah. that word gener- generously here. Um, because passive aggression isn't communication. Yeah, it's just aggressive talking. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We and we hear. I mean, we hear that other couples do this. Um, We're know, way it's... too healthy to do it ourselves. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, I lie. I lie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this is a place that that we've all been as parenting partners um, in this place of passive, aggressive, aggressive talking (laughs) at one another. Um, And so, you know, we'll paint a little bit of a picture um, here of how this might, you know, uh, shake out in some partner relationships, see if it matches yours and then kind of explore like, you know, what should this look like? Um, How do you fix kind of the broken places in your own um, parenting partner communication Um, and, and kind of go from there. So, uh, but our, our case example today is, you know, we have Nora and Thad, and they're tired. Um, <laughs> they both work. They have three kids under the age of eight, and they feel like life is moving in fast forward. As the days and weeks have rolled on, they found that their capacity to communicate effectively has diminished exponentially. And on one particular particularly challenging day, uh, Thad, you know, gets home before Nora, um, who's picking up the kids um, on her way um, home from work. And uh, as he enters the house, he notices that it's quiet and he just decides, you know what, I'm just going to sit down for a few minutes and enjoy the silence. And then three minutes later, uh, Nora and the kids come tumbling into the house and Nora sees Thad sitting and there's this twinge of something undetectable to Nora, but she quickly blurts out, oh, you having some nice quiet time to yourself? I guess I'll just hop right over to the kitchen and get dinner started. You just relax. Dad he receives this passive aggressive comment with a similar twinge of something undetectable, but he responds, yeah, I guess I'll just sit here and do nothing like I've been doing all day at the office. Ever happened in your home? It is relatable. I'm, I, a lot of it is relatable. In fact, um, the fast forward part, the tired part. Um, I mean, we do happen to have three kids, but you know, one, one kid, kid, two kids, what, yes. you know, eight kids, whatever it is. I think the pace of life for parenting partners is fast. Yeah. And, and, I and think, exhausting. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the kind of one of the aspects here that that is really present. Like I was kind of thinking about it and it and it's kind of like parenting is this never-ending river of tasks, responsibilities, worries, joy, tender moments, tears, comical exchanges, all of these things put together. 
and and it's just parenting is constant. And and I think in the midst of that constancy, um, it's really hard for parenting partners to just talk. I mean, you know, they, even if they want to, it, it's just hard to say what you want to say. So many things get left unsaid because there's just not time. And then those unsaid things kind of stack up. Right. Up- because I think healthy communication, sort of what we alluded to earlier, which passive aggressive communication or just it's like not. you said, aggressive aggressive. <laughs> yes. Either one isn't. No, that's right. right. Because healthy communication is thinking about what you're going to say before you say it. Like having a feeling and wondering what it is. Like, what right. am I experiencing? Yeah, you know, so Nora and Dad, they had this undetectable thing. They they had something that, that they felt, but there wasn't any, any time to think about it or they, it was just. That's right. I think one of the things that we hope to help couples do is find that pause between the feeling and the reaction. Mm-hmm. Because that is where choice lies. And that is what Nora and Thad lacked was choice. I love that. The pause between the feeling and the reaction. That is a huge, huge, huge part of just effectively communicating. Uh, period. And then period. what yeah. extra complicates it, because again, we are parenting partners ourselves. You, you don't always have the pause. Right. You, you don't always know what you're feeling. You don't always have the time to think about what you feel. Um, you know, these these things happen. Exactly. They do. And so what we wanted to talk about today is sort of two parts of it. So ideally, preventing these moments, sure, which is creating this pause and finding um, what what that um, what how did un- that undetect- undetectable feeling. feeling, yeah, finding that in yourself, like right now, when you're not activated in it, but wondering, what what are the things? Yeah. So that, if I was Nora, Steve walking, and I both, I just to point out, we both sort of shook our bodies a little. Yeah, like, just, man, what's what's in there? What yeah. Are we, what are we sort of sitting on? Yeah. So so thinking about it. So if I was Nora and I I walked in, what would I be feeling if I was Thad and I was sitting there? What would what would I be feeling if those comments were exchanged? Absolutely. And then playing it all the way out what you might passively, aggressively say, or aggressive, aggressively say. Um, and then instead, what what might be the fuller context? Like when you, when you, well, if I wasn't being thoughtful, I would be Nora. And I would walk in and be like, neat. Oh, right. please put your feet up. Take a load Stay off, a while. Wow. Yeah. Can I get you a nice beverage? Um but when when I hear you talk about that, like it's three minutes and he just like, our house is quiet. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, like I'm going to just sit. I, this never happens. And just maybe take a deep breath. Maybe mm-hmm. actually have a moment to decompress after work, which most parents don't. Yeah. Um, or many don't. Yeah. And, and so I think kind of what we're alluding to here is, is in the sort of in the constancy of, of being parents, um, there are discussions, conversations, feelings, you know, whatever it might be that are present that oftentimes aren't, um, there's not time to explore. And then those kinds of things begin to stack up and, and come out as resentment, which comes out as passive aggressive conver- you know, conversations. And so I think behind passive aggressive communication you can guess, you can can surmise, you can um, make a hypothesis, speculate, speculate that 
there is some underlying resentment. And it doesn't even necessarily mean it has to be a resentment towards your partner. Mm-hmm. It could just simply be a resentment about loss of time, about how tired you are, about how overwhelmed you feel, what, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out in that passive aggressive way. And so, you know, as Aaron was alluding to, so kind of how do you, how do you come to understand that moment? It'd be great if you could in the moment stop it, but if it doesn't happen in the moment, how and can I think, you find? And I think just to be clear, the way to stop it in the moment is to do the work beforehand. Yes, because if you have not or thought after, about that, so that it's before the next time. Sure, yes. <laughs> you know? Either way, that's right. If you haven't done the work to wonder how am I feeling, what is going on, what needs do I have that are not being met, and again, it doesn't have to be about your partner. We love to make it about our partner because we want them to help us. But a lot of times, it's not our partner. Many times, it's the life circumstance. We're looking for validation from our partner and how hard that is. But Mm -hmm. I mean, Nora was picking up those kids regardless. It wasn't like dad was supposed to and didn't show up and whatever. She got the call and had to leave early. And And it doesn't mean he wasn't going to hop up and start dinner after four minutes, (laughs) you know, of sitting there. You know, so so I I think you, you kind of, that's the preventative. Said but. some really, some really good things there. So if we if we were to think about like, so how can you as a parenting partner check in with yourself to understand some of your own potential resentments or things that are left unsaid that have developed for you? I think there's a, a good first question is just to ask, what am I feeling? A second question is, what am I trying to say I want? with the passive aggressive communication. And then the third thing is to say what you want. So like if we were to take Nora, for example, she comes in, she sees Thad sitting I, there. I maybe missed this, but mm-hmm. are you still talking preventatively? Or are you talking about now after the fact? Well, well, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Okay. So, so yes, prevented preventatively, you know, like you go back and you explore and think about for yourself. But if you're, if okay. you've done well, that, so if you're able to right. do it in the moment, so with the repair, great. Yes, but now we're going to do the repair. Like you're going to walk us through this just happened. Right. I mean, so Nora has to think about what what was I feeling when I said that to that? So that Nora's just walked in the door. She's made a comment. She goes off. I'm picturing our house, I realize. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she's sort of like the room behind the living room. Um, right. And she is like, why am I an angry person? Or why is that a slouch of a person. I'm like, why? Like, how, how is this happening? Like, sure. We both had a day. Why are we here? How, why is this going to be our evening? No, it's, it's much more about why am I feeling this way? She yes, doesn't need to think about to that. I know. But she that's, doesn't. Right. No, but that is probably what she is doing. So what sure. we're saying is like, whoa, take yeah. that deep breath, shake it out. And instead say, what am I feeling? Like, I just said something big. I'm having a big yeah. reaction. And it could be any number of things. It mm-hmm. could just be like, I'm just feeling a little overstimulated because I just went to the school and picked up the kids and all their energy in the car got me sort of like, you know, in a in Razzled. an overwhelmed place. And I just came in and, blah. or I had a tough day at work or I've been wanting so bad to have Three a minutes. moment to sit down mm-hmm. and you just had that moment that I've been wanting and, you know, or like it, it could be any number of things. I mean, that's why you have to think about it for yourself. It could be very specific to your context, 
But I think the, the key point is to recognize that it is that feeling that is motivating the words. Absolutely. And, and, and the words aren't going to change unless you can understand the feeling that's motivating them. And so that, that's a big part to shifting this kind of passive aggressive communication is for, it's not for your partner to change. It's not for them to do something different, but for you to understand what are the feelings that are motivating what I'm saying. I think this is why language matters because mm -hmm. I think passive aggressive communication is labeled beautifully because what you've missed completely is anything direct about what you're actually feeling and what would actually tend to the need. Yeah. Yeah. What you've done. You've just is, gone right over it. Yeah. You've just gone right over it. And I do think that this is common for parenting partners because what direct healthy communication requires is some thought and is some ability to reflect. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And parenting partners, as tired as we are, we are capable of these because the more practiced we are, it doesn't take us 45 minutes every time to check in and say, oh, my feelings are hurt. Like, right. I, if, if I had three minutes, if I had arrived home three minutes before you and the kids, I would have thought to go ahead and turn the oven on or whatever the whatever is. And it, and it does hurt my feelings that you did. And it does make me feel like you missed me or whatever. Right. Um, that would be the direct reflection and communicating that actually speaks to what you're feeling and actually gives your partner a chance to enter in passive yeah. communication. There is no opportunity for genuine connection because it's just lobbying ah, indirect insults. Attacks. Yeah. yeah. And by indirect, I mean, they're very, they're spot on, but they're not about the, the real thing. So you're right. never like a t addressing it never gets you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, checking in with that feeling it, and, and then I think another way, like if it's hard to understand the feeling or if it's hard to like, well, I don't know what I feel, you know, I just feel upset, whatever it I might be. I feel like be. they are. I think another, lazy. they, I, I think another good question that can help is to ask yourself, what am I trying to say? I want, or what am I wanting in this scenario. So Nora could say, well, I don't know what I feel, but she might think like, well, what was I wanting mm -hmm. when I, when I came in and you said like, oh, I was wanting like the oven to be turned on or whatever, not because you need the oven turned on, but because maybe it reflected like, oh, like dad's thinking about, you know, he's kind of thinking ahead and knowing that I might be tired, you know, he's considering or knowing, me or wh knowing whatever what's it might next. Be. Like I don't have to be in charge all the time. And, and, and that, that kind of understanding what you desire and what can help you understand. Okay. And so when that doesn't happen or you don't get what you desire or want, how do you feel? Well, I feel sad or I feel angry or I feel helpless or, you know, whatever the lonely. Yeah. Lonely. And again, those, those two questions combined allow you to access the direct communication, the direct feelings, the direct desires that, that are present kind of shrouded in your passive communication. And so then from there, you kind of like do that and understand it. Then you can go to your partner, like Aaron was saying, and say it, Hey, I noticed when I walked in today and then I said that comment to you, which I get wasn't awesome or kind. I'm sorry about that. Like, but what I was noticing was I wanted the oven turned on because then that would have helped me not feel kind of alone in this process. Or like dinner's my job. Or like dinner. Yeah. And I was in that place and that's what was happening for me. I'm sorry I attacked you 
Um, yes. and, and then that allows your, you know, so then, so that's kind of the Norris part, but then there's a Thad part, right? That Thad has to do something as well in that he responded not any better. Um, so he's got to think about this for himself. So when you said that, you but know. wait, before you move on, don't move on to Thad yet. I think what we've done here though, is we have actually moved our opportunity for connection towards our partner. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of against or away or absolutely. Well, passive aggressive comments or aggressive aggressive, it's protective. There Mm -hmm. is, there is a shield and there is no opportunity for connection with self or with partner. But what you just said, we turn ourselves towards and we say super vulnerably, this is what was really happening. Now that doesn't mean connection happens immediately, but you've at least invited the opportunity. Yeah. And now, Yeah, and here's so, the the chance. And so you know, so Thad, like, so rather than Thad responding in that passive aggressive way, like, what what is something that could have happened for him? We write, remind me back what he said. I, oh, he just responded. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I guess I wasn't doing anything at work. That's right. Um, and and so I think the first thing, and this is tough. So when you receive a a passive aggressive lob, um, I think one of the first things you have to do is suspend offense. It's a tough one. So Nora well, comes in. One of the thir- first things you have to do if ultimately what you're seeking is connection. Sure. That's very true. If you just want to keep arguing, just, you know, we'll you lean love into it. circular arguments. That's right. You just take offense and then yeah, lob it back. That's so true. But if there's, if there's any hope for pausing this once it's started, mm-hmm. again, obviously, ideally, we would prevent this. Right, but right. But this has happened. But so. that's happened. And so Thad, he he has to su- suspend offense because he knows, he understands like, huh, Nora just sort of lobbed an attack at me. She's not a horrible human being. We generally get along and like each other. Maybe there's something going on. Which I just want an asterisk this moment. That does not mean we are not telling Thad he has to like the comment. We, he does not have to just take it. He does not have to absorb yeah, no, that. We're going to get there to what yes. th- where Thad can express that. But yes, we're not just saying like, let it roll off your back. We're just saying, hold on, just hold on. And what Thad could do is to counter the passive aggressive nature of the conversation is to be direct, to suspend offense, and then to ask a direct question. Hey, it really seems like you were upset that I was sitting down when you came in. Can you tell me what's going on? Because something's going on, right? And even if it isn't a direct question, because I'm thinking about that right now, I'm not sure Nora's in a place to hear that. Yeah, timing's but, important. But, but to, yes. Um, so to ask a direct question or just to say a direct statement, like, well, that's tough to walk in the door and see me. Like, you've been doing a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to walk in and see. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. So but so be pa- direct. Yes. Right. Don't be passive back, but be direct. Suspend offense. Be direct back by either asking a direct question or saying directly what you think, you know. Just observing what, what happened. Yeah. Describe. And then in that, if you notice, that is also an invitation for connection of moving towards. So in that, that's an opportunity for that to hear from Nora after she's been able to understand and check in and maybe be- take become, a deep breath. become aware of herself where then the process of validating your partner's experience, like, Hey, I totally get like how me sitting there, you walking in, how that felt or looked. Um, that makes a ton of sense. 
I'm so, you know, I'm sorry it felt that way. But then also to say like, Hey, it also hurt my feelings for you to do that. Cause it made it sound like I hadn't been doing anything. Like I just gotten home. I was just, you know, try, you know, three minutes. Like it, I, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. I understand it, but I didn't appreciate it. I think this is one of those moments too. We've mentioned this in the podcast before I know is I think what, what we hear over and over, what Stephen has said to me over and over, I've said it, I think a few times too, is that person who gets that um, passive aggressive comment can feel really hurt to be so misunderstood. Like you really thought I was just going to sit here for the rest of the night, have you all walk in, I'm not going to help. Like, is that really who you yeah. think I am? Yeah. Um, and that hurts that it feels really unknowing, unknowing. Yeah. Yes, to, to be misunderstood like that or to be assumed the worst of and people want their partner to assume the best of them and what yeah. we have said on the podcast before is which means you have to be someone where your partner can assume the best of you so if right. you are the person who's chronically sitting on the couch not helping with dinner it's fair for them to be frustrated it's yeah, a little different story absolutely you know? that's not that is different uh, yeah but to to say that you know like yeah, like that hurt. Like so so that's where validation doesn't mean acceptance and just like, well, I totally agree and you can say and do whatever you want to me. It it just simply recognizes I get that, that I get how you in. got to what you said. I didn't like it. I get I didn't appreciate I it. I get how you got to what you felt. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't have said it that yeah. way. That, I think yeah. it's different. I like that. That that's really great. And so so I think that if you notice this, this is really kind of, this is a circular process because Nora came in and said what she said um, to Thad, but then Thad said what he said mm -hmm. to Nora. And so they both have this process of where they need to be able to be aware of themselves. They need to be able to express that to their partner and vice versa. Their partner needs to be aware of themselves, not, you know, suspend offense ask a direct question and be present to validate and also share their experience. And so this kind of goes round and round and round in, in a circle, you know, it's, it's not somebody's job to do something first and then the other one to do it. Like it's whoever has the capacity to jump in and, and put the cog in that wheel, right? Stop, mm -hmm. you know, that the pause, yes. stop the process, you know, you kind of go with that. But, but I think that it is, um, this is a hard process. And oftentimes I do think that initially the fixing or the reworking happens after the fact, like you were saying. So Nora and Thad, like they had this poor exchange, but they can go back and they can go through this process and talk it out. So that next time, maybe it's different and maybe it's not different next time. Maybe it happens again. They go back to this process. And again, that's where the practice comes in and it does begin to change the pattern of your communication over time. And it doesn't have to be a long time. Right. You know, it can, it can be pretty, pretty quick, pretty short, um, sort of adjustment period. If couples can engage in this, this process, because what I, I think the point that you just said in that cycle, what you're not trying to do is tell your partner, they didn't feel what they felt. Right. That will exhaust every single couple there ever was and ever will be. It, it, that's pointless. You cannot convince your partner out of an experience. What you can do is say, I validate your experience. I didn't like the communication of it. Right. And and ask for something else. You know, what would have been helpful is for you to walk in and be like, oh, it's hard to see you sitting there right now. I've been hoping to do that all day long. 
Um, yeah. And, and I think in the end of the day, like as you were talking about the way that passive aggressive communication is not direct, it, it, it invites both parties to avoid how they're feeling and what they want to vo- avoid vulnerability and moving toward like turning towards your partner, which right. is where the opportunity yeah. for connection is. It is not communication. It is not connection. And so this is a direct route right. towards communication and towards connection. Are you noticing that your communication is passive aggressive? Our couple communication 101 after kids edition course can help learn how to stop communicating passively today. You can find the course on our website, createyourcouplestory.com or in our LinkedIn bio at Couples Counseling for Parents. Again, that's createyourcouplestory.com or at couples.counseling.for.parents. Today's show was produced by Stephen and Aaron Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. This will help others find our content more readily. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.